0: I'm going to start um, this very first podcast for Islam, um, essential Islamic studies, with a hadith, a saying of the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, and it's the first hadith to be taught, um, usually. Um, as as it is foundational in the Deen. Um, this particular uh, version of the hadith is taken from uh the Al Arba'in al-Nawawiyyah, which is the forty hadith of Ibn of, of Imam al Nawawi, Rahimahullah. May Allah have mercy on him. And in this hadith we have An Amir Minina Abi Hafsiddin or عمر بن الخطاب رضي الله عنه قال سمعت رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول انما لَعْمَالُ بالنيات وانما لكل امرئ ما نوى فمن كانت هجرته الى الله ورسوله فَهِجْرَتُهُ الى الله ورسوله ومن كانت هجرته لل... لِلْدُّنْيَا يصيبها او الى Translation of that is roughly From the Emir Al-Mu'mineen, the, the commander of the Believers, which is his title Abu Hafs uh, Umar Ibn al-Khattab So Abu Hafs is is, uh, um, is The father of Hafs Hafs is one of his children Umar Ibn al-Khattab Um Who was in fact the uh, Second of the Khulafa al-Rashidin uh, Rightly guided Um Khalifas, the people who, Khalifas are the people who uh, represented uh, um, the Prophet after he, after he passed, and it, it was, and this title, he was the, this title was given to um, uh, the people who took over the leadership of the Muslim community. He said, I heard the Messenger of Allah, may Allah bless him and grant him peace, saying, So this is him reporting what has been said actions are only by intentions and every man has only that which he intended whoever's emigration is for Allah and his messenger then his emigration is for Allah and his messenger whoever's emigration is for some worldly gain which he can acquire or a woman he will marry then his emigration is for that for that for which he emigrated so that's the text of the hadith now this is an extremely important hadith um because in in a sense it it um it uh gives you the basis upon which uh, everything is becomes um you could say valid um the intention as a as one of the scholars said the intention is the life breath um uh Action. Actions are just are, are, are forms which are propped up by the life breath of the of the intention. So the intention gives life to the action. Action is just, in fact, a shell, and the and the meaning of the action is the intention. Um, and every act which is an act of obedience, or um, well, uh, has an intention, uh, a correct intention. So what, whatever we do, uh, whether it's studying, whether it's praying whether it's fasting whether it's tidying the house whether it's looking after your family uh, whether or not it's uh, striving to uh, implement the deen uh, every action has uh, uh, um, is only according to its intention so, actions are only by intentions but and you and, and a person only has that to, that which he intended he or she, for So, whoever's hijra was to Allah and His and His Rasul, His Messenger. Now, hijrah is um, uh, is emigration. Um, around about the thirteenth year of the Prophet sallallahu uh, um peace and blessings be upon him's um, um, message, um, he emigrated from. Uh, Medina, so from from Mecca to Medina, and that and that emigration um, uh, was was uh, fleeing. From one sense, in one sense, it was fleeing from the oppression of uh, of what was happening happening in Mecca um, uh, to the Muslims at the hands of the uh, disbelieving uh, people of the Quraysh, um, and the, and they they went to to Medina and Medina was the uh, where um, Islam as a sort of political movement uh, became uh, established um, because obviously because it was I mean political in the sense that, uh, that the Prophet ﷺ was given um, authority um, not just as um, a wise man but as a as a, as the leader of the of the community Um so um, and it was in medina where um the majority of the of the or if not all of the sharia of the the law was established include when i say law i don't just mean um you know um like like uh, uh, punishments and things like that what i mean by law is uh, everything you know uh, like the prayers the fasting the, the um zakat the hajj um uh, rules about how to trade with one another, rules about how to uh, conduct marriages, and um, and, and hence hence all those sorts of things. Um, the, all of these things were established in that second period in Medina. So um, now Hijrah also has this uh, in this, and, and and one of the amazing things about I find about this hadith is that when he mentions Hijrah, he he talking about that. He's talking within that particular context however um that what, what that allows us to do is to take a, a kind of metaphor from that which is that any time that you choose something um, which pleases allah over something which displeases allah um that is also an emigration you're emigrating from that which is haram to that which is halal um and and you know um and it could be the, uh, things which are not necessarily haram, but it could be things which are um, disliked um, to things which are preferred. Um, so in other words, the whole of the refinement of the individual's character comes down to, uh, in a sense, an emigration from, uh, moving away from one type of behavior, moving towards another type of behavior. And uh, it's interesting here, he says, uh, and so, so his hijrah, wa so towards you could say towards Allah and His Messenger. Then His, uh, so he says, so whoever's uh, hijra is to Allah and His Messenger. Then his hijra is to Allah and His Messenger. It is towards Allah and His Messenger. And he says. And who, ever, whoever's hijrah is purely for the sake of the dunya, because it says, Ilallahi wa Rasuli earlier, towards Allah and His Messenger. And here it's saying, Li dunya, like, just for the sake of the dunya, Yusibuha, to gain something of the dunya. O imra'atin um, yankihuha, O, or um, a woman to marry her, ila ma ilay. Then his hijrah is towards that which, to which he emigrated. So what he's saying what's being said here is that um you know those who joined the Prophet so I say, in the in emigration um, were of different types. Some people were doing it purely for the uh, for the sake of Allah and His Messenger, and others were doing it um and and there was somebody who was doing it for uh, to marry a woman who lived in in uh, in Yathrib, which then became Medina. Um so so in other words it's the thing is what what's being said here is is or what's been highlighted is the need for purity in your intention of the why you do something intention comes to uh, an intention the seed of intention is in the heart so so what this hadith actually does is is points to the fact that everything uh, that we do of practices of prayers of fasting of learning all of these things um are for a reason and we have to look at ourselves and look at what is that reason is is our reason just simply to tick a box or to um is it simply to to so people think that you're a good guy or a good you know um that this person is knowledgeable or something like that or is it in fact to uh to to please allah and to um and, and to establish, you know, and, and you know, and it could be, you know, to establish the deen more firmly within yourself. You know, you study, for example, to learn more about what is pleasing and not pleasing to Allah. Um, and the reason for that is is obviously that you is you, usually is to, um, that you want to establish that within yourself, um, and then hence become pleasing to Allah. Whereas but if you, if the one who does it for another reason, then he he might get what he, you know, the thing which he intended. But he won't get uh, the thing which is real, which which uh, takes you uh, into the next life. Allah says, "Ma uh, indukum You know what what is with you uh, will what is with you will disappear, and that which is with Allah will go on. So. If you place your intention with Allah, then that you'll find out in the next life. But if you place your intention in something in 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 a short term way, to something which is in front of you in the dunya, then that's all you'll have. And that's the principle of of the deen, That it's about what you intend. Now that doesn't in any way take away uh, from the need uh, from the uh, from the need for correct action. Uh, action happens. Um, if you have a correct intention, then it's usually the case that the action will be correct, apart from mistakes. Um, but um, if if you make a mistake, then and then you learn that it wasn't the right thing, then then because of your intention, you'll instantly change that to something else, change the action to something else. Whereas if 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 uh, your intention is something else, then you'll. Hold, if you know, you can't. You can't just continue doing something that's wrong and think, "Oh yeah, but my intention is is okay." No, that's not. That's not. That's not what it's about. Um, it, what it's about is um. Because because the the form and the meaning are linked. It's not that they're not linked. They are linked. But the meaning the meaning which is the the intention and the form which is the actual action itself, they have that link, but. In, in order for the uh, action to be correct, then uh, in order for the intention to be correct, then action should also be correct uh, to the best of your ability. And of course, we are all human; we make mistakes. Um, so, what causes people to have? So, we could ask, what causes people to have um, um, impurities in their intention? Well, as we said, the intention is is seated in the heart. So, the intention. Um, the intention, uh, impure intention, happens because of an impure heart, and we all. And a pure heart is a, is a heart which is completely directed towards the divine, towards the reality, towards Allah. But as we are human and we've grown up, and we and as this is a path, uh, we do not necessarily uh, have a heart which is completely. Um, Directed towards Allah, and we have things within our heart, things, desires and attachments in our heart, which are not, uh, which are you could call other than Allah, which are not you know things which are not Allah. For example, um, wanting to people to think that we we we're nice people, or um, you know, or having a grudge against somebody. Um, that grudge, and then it then affects your behavior because and and that desire to, for people to think that you're such and such, it will affect your behaviour. And that will lead to not only to wrong behaviour, but also to the wrong... But, but the intention itself is wrong because uh, the intention was should be for Allah, but it's it's been tainted by these what is other than Allah. So, um, now, of course, the whole of the deen is a path. So we start off with... Uh, uh, with this information uh, and this knowledge, um, and the thing is, is that um, purifying the heart is is a path. Um, the deen is the, the religion of of Islam is is, a, is all in a sense a path. The word for the law is Sharia. The Sharia is a path, a specific path. It's a path which is taken to obtain fresh water in Arabic. That's what it means. So the specific path of the Sharia is that um, is. I mean it's, it's, in other words it 's the doing the things of the sharia, like the fasting and the praying, are things which will lead you to the water, the water being a metaphor for illumination for for life itself so um, the thing that will give life to the heart is taking the path of the sharia then we have words like madhab, for example, which is a school of thought, which is a methodology, but it also re- kind of means a way to go. You have another word which comes into um, Islamic discourse, which is tariqah, which is uh, your a path, a spiritual path, or some people call it an order, a spiritual order. These paths are paths of purification of the heart. Um, then there's um, suluk, which is the path that you take to uh, improve one's behavior and, and to learn adab. And correct, you know, which is correct behavior, knowing, knowing what the right thing to do is in which situation. And all of these things are completely interlinked. Um, so um, you can't have one without the other, in fact. Um, so, but the, but the reason for me highlighting uh, the, the nature of these things as being a path is that it means that you start in one place and you finish in another place. That means that w- wherever we are now, uh, however many faults we might find within ourselves, um in a sense that's that's not a problem uh, or that's not a a barrier in a sense because because we're on the on a path um the path of knowledge a path of uh, illumination a path of purification of the heart then that path uh, then then it's natural that where you are now is not good, is not the is not the destination so all we have to do is take the path and keep trying um and keep trying to Uh, reflect on uh, we'll keep reflecting on why things have gone wrong how we've been distracted um, and move forward and um, and through that we inshallah we will be able to um, purify our hearts and from that everything can happen because there's a principle which is that um, a thousand words from an impure heart will achieve nothing whereas one word from a pure heart will achieve a thousand things and so if if we as a community want to uh, improve and uh, establish the deen imp sorry improve our lives and establish the deen um to the best of our abilities and to also uh, to help those around us to serve the non-muslims around us even as well as the muslims and to uh, then then the way that we have to do what well, the way the 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 path that we have to take is this path of purification and in the service we will also find purification so and for that, um, for that service to to get to have weight in in this life and the next life, then inshallah, uh, the the purer that our intention become, then the more weight that will have that these actions will have, and that will manifest as in this life as uh, um, positive results in this life, people's people's lives being positively changed, and in the next life, uh, when I say people, I mean the people doing the actions as well as the people the people serving and the people served. But also the people, um, uh, the people serving in the next life will will find that with Allah, because that which was, is with Allah will go on. So, what does all this mean? I mean, we've talked about intention. We've talked about the need for a positive intention. Well, it's very easy when you look around. Um, to, to kind of focus on what seems to be disorder around us natural disasters political crises widespread oppression broken homes economic injustice famine etc we, we see all of these things on the news we see it around us um, however what what did, what we what, what we need to do is to try and see things with different eyes how how is that? How is that possible? Well, for the for the believer, that's easy. Allah has created everything. Everything has a fitra, which is a created form, and the fitra patterning, the created form of each created being, is in harmony when, is in harmony with everything around it, and with itself when things are put in the proper place. Islam is called deen al al-Fitrah, the the Dīn which sometimes are called uh, religion uh, is translated as religion deen al fitra the the deen of fitra of natural of that natural patterning so islam is a deen which is absolutely in harmony with the fitra of the human being that's what it means deen of fitra the laws of islam are wisdom and wisdom is to put everything in its correct place hence The Hakim, which is uh, hik- wisdom is Hikmah, and the Hakim is the one who has hikmah who has wisdom in Arabic. The Hakim is both the judge because he he judges and that judgment will restore order by providing the correct punishment or the correct remedy for whatever wrong has taken place or whatever um dispute has arisen, and the herbalist is also called the Hakim because he gives the exact herb or combination of herbs. Which will address the lack of balance in the body of the person who has become sick, um, and 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 sickness is seen as uh, in in traditionally as uh, rather than just being the symptoms, but the symptoms are indicating uh, a lack of harmony and balance within the body. Likewise, Islam is, if put into place as it should be, orders the life of the Muslims and has provisions to address any imbalances uh, which may take place. Islam is submitting. Islam means submission. Submitting to what? Submitting to Allah. Submitting to the reality. Allah is the reality. Um, and that means submitting to the fact of being human and all that that entails, from the negatives, such as the tendency towards selfishness and etc., you know, greed and envy, etc., whatever that might be, as well as the positives, including the potential for um, the higher spiritual... Possibilities of wilaya of, um, sometimes it's clumsily translated as sainthood, but really, wilaya means um, um, is the the wali is the is, is, is so your wali is your your is the protected the protecting friend is the friend you 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 seek protection through the wali, but um, and so it's like an ally as well in that sense. So it's the people who are allied to Allah. Part of the fitra of the human being is the need for other people, um, b- because it's not just uh, the individual as as like a single unit, but actually it's the individual, um, because every every part of the fitra of every created being is that it, ha- it also needs a habitat, and the habitat of people is other people, is community, is family. Throughout the Quran, uh, we can see very clearly that Allah refers to. Um, as in, in the plural In in the Fatah for example It says Guide us to the straight path It doesn't say Guide me to the straight path It says guide us to the straight path So there's a Even in uh, in that simple verse And it's all the way through Quran As I say um, It is indicated that It's not an individualistic deen It's, it's um, a communal deen And that's it's a very important thing Especially for people in our age Because one of the hallmarks of modernity is individualism, which is put up as this uh, great um, sign of um, social advancement. But in fact, um, can be very clearly seen to be a, a, a way that that kind of ideology is a, is a way to in fact in, to trap you, uh, because then, because by being seeing things in this very individual way. It, first of all, it denies the you. You cover over the fact that you need other people, um, but also, um, and and that your actions therefore affect other people, and their actions will affect you. But also, that um, it, it, the only real goal that you have in that situation is gratification of your lower desires. Um, you know, even if it seems like a higher desire, but really, it's just a gratification of of, of the self and that in itself is by definition slavery uh, but not slave not you know slavery to the, the dunya to, to the lower to the lower aspects of of um, our existence part of the so part of uh, the, the part of the, the habitat of the human being, which is the, uh, which is as we said, community and family. Um, what what this must then brings to our mind is that the company that you keep, because everyone is in, interconnected, the people that you spend time with, um, and the company that you keep, will absolutely affect who you become. If you spend time with people who are you know, for example, unkempt, you know, and swear a lot and spit and things like that. Naturally, you will become unkempt and swear a lot and spit and all of those things. If you keep the company of awliya, of Allah's allies, then you will become a wali. You yourself will become um, one of the people who Allah loves. Islam is therefore a deen for communities of believers, and hence... Is the implementation of Allah's wisdom? It puts things in its correct place. Uh, Islam is not a private religion, in the way that, um, in the way that the society um, sort of perceives a religion to be, a religion generally. And in fact, we should really scrap the whole the word religion altogether. Why? Because deen, it, the word religion is usually. Um, used to translate the word deen deen actually just means it comes from the word dain which is a debt and deen is the is the is the settling of debts and in fact the deen is really um you transaction you're transacting with allah in every moment so that um obviously when you pray um, then you have an account with uh, allah is keeping account of that um and if you end likewise if you rip somebody off in a business transaction, that you're being kept you, there's an account for that, and uh, if um, and therefore the dean is 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 keeping the accounts um, above board, as we could say. So you could say that Islam is a program for for finding balance at all levels in society, in the family, in the individual, and in the individual's innermost core, in the heart. Looking at the world around us, then we see, we we see chaos, um, or we can see chaos. But in fact, because of this knowledge and this wisdom that we have, that we've been given by Allah, we can what we can actually see is that all of this is a symptom of a lack of balance. Um, and these symptoms can be seen all around us. As we said before, you know the the uh, the, the sickness traditionally was seen as an imbalance and. And the the thing you know the palpitations or the, um, you know, um, yellowed eyes or all of these things were just seen as symptoms of um, some imbalance in the body, which can be addressed by rebalancing. What is clear to the one who has found some sort of balance in their life and in the heart and in their being and in their outward transactions, is that all of this apparent chaos stems from a covering over of the reality. In fact, it is often human, humanity's attempt to grapple with its situation rather than to submit to it, which has led to this chaos. Allah says, speaking to people, speaking of people who have um, done exactly that, and when it is said to them, do not cause corruption in the earth, they say, we are only trying to put things right. Undoubtedly, it is them who are corrupters, but they do not sense it. So here we can see Allah very clearly states um, or touches upon, or um, in fact makes very clear um, this aspect of uh, you know these people who say these things because they it makes it, it, they are people who are actually they don't they don't sense it you know they don't sense that they are the corrupters they think that they're putting things right but they. They haven't realised that they're the ones actually making it worse and worse and worse. The more they try and put it right, the more they make things worse. Why? Because they're not submitting, and they're not um, they're not submitting to the fact of being human, and they're not also um, um, implementing wisdom. Uh, they are. It's just you know, it's like the uh, the follow, following their their, whim, their whims or not whims exactly, but you know their assumptions about how things should be. And a lot of the time, that's what you see, is that things should be this way, things should be that way, things should be this way. Um, and really for us, what we want to do is to say, this is the way things are, um, and this is a symptom of this lack of balance. Um, and this seemingly, I mean, it's, it's very easy to think now that we're living in an age of science and, you know, apparent economic Um, growth, like never seen before, in a sense, you know, people have so much stuff now. However, all of that is basically a mirage, I mean, that's created by bankers. Um, I mean, the mirage itself has been created by bankers, and that's basically to con the masses, and to keep us enslaved, Um, that's another topic. The proof of Allah's wisdom is manifest, though, through that, because going against the wisdom... As we are, as, as humanity is, um, is destroying the planet, destroying society, the family, the individual, and the individual's innermost most core. So, but what we can see here is that it's not all doom and gloom. The answer is very clearly that we have to turn to Allah in our action, which, as we've seen before, is through correct intention, which can save us from the brink, brink of this disaster. It's clear too that one that you can't Islamize all of this stuff. You know, all of these isms. You know, like like I say the, these things which people who grappled with the situation and just making things worse, than to just say, "Oh, this is the Islamic," you know, saying this is Islamic and or something like that, is not really going to cut it. It's just going to continue the, the chaos, and it will also lead to misery for the Muslims because the Muslims will then become subject to their own tyranny. The only answer to corruption of any kind is the implementation of wisdom and justice. And that through mercy. We are told that the Prophet wasallam peace be upon him, taught us that if you cannot change a situation with your hands, you change it with your tongue. And if you can't change it with your tongue, you change it with your heart. And he said that is the weakest of faith. although. Don't. Although he said it's the weakest of faith don't uh, don't um think that thing it makes it insignificant um you know in islam we don't have a this kind of digot- dichotomy between you know good and evil um allah in the quran speaks about darkness and light and in fact zulm uh, which is oppression uh is related to the word dhulumat which is darkness so Now, if if you so if if we take this instead of looking at things in terms of good and evil, good versus evil, and, if, and in fact, if we if we look at things in terms of darkness and light, um, then by then by implementing the wisdom in our own life and um and by uh, working on our intentions and uh, being conscious of our intentions. Um and through the practices of the dean, the praying and the fasting um, and the keeping good company, you are able to it, what can happen is that that light can the darkness in, that's in your heart will be replaced with light and if you can bring darkness to the sorry if you can bring light to the darkest corners of our heart uh that will bring that will actually Bring light to those around you because it only takes one light to brighten darkness. If you're in a if you're in a dark room and you all you have to do is switch on the light, easy. (laughs) So as we said, intention is, uh, and as we said, the intention is in the heart. So therefore, to bring light into the heart in that way is uh, to help to rectify the intention, and change. Changing our intentions um, is. Unknown is, is a way in which we can change ourselves, our actions, and, and those around us. So by changing what's in your heart, you can change everything in the world. In this last section, I just want to quite briefly look at... Um, um, look at how, in in light of what we have said about intention, about um, the fact that everything rests upon your intention, and that changing your intentions can actually therefore lead to the change that you might want to see in the world. Um, now, what I want to do is look at how we could change our intention. I've already in pre- in the other two segments, I've already already kind of indicated it and sort of mentioned it, but. I just want to to look at it a little bit more. Um, the prophet Solalizam told us that whenever you do something which is not in accordance with wisdom as something which is as you you might call sinful um, that brings not places uh, 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 whenever you do that then a dark spot is placed on the heart. And the heart uh, and uh, um, and the and sorry and the dark spot will increase every time you keep doing that action until it reaches a point where the whole heart is completely engulfed with this dark spot um now in the quran elsewhere this is referred to as rust being on the heart um, allah talks about people who reject the, uh, the deen and, and say oh it's just tales of the ancient it's just like some you know some tale, old stories <coughs> Basically, that's what the the, uh, the non-Muslims were saying to the Prophet at the time. You know, this is just stories. You know, tales of the ancients. And Allah says, Rana ala qulubihim, It's this is it's just a rust which is uh, um, which is it has gathered on the heart because of what they because of what they earned because of what they did. So, so our hearts are, are covered up um, because of the things that we do, because of the things that we have done. Um, but likewise, um, when we do positive action, that clean, cleanses the heart, um, and all of the actions of the dean have that have this this cleansing um, effect on the heart and you take on the color of of the of the deeds that you do so the one who the one who um the one who prays will take on the coloring of the person who of the people of prayer the one who fasts will take on the coloring of the people of the one who fasts and by coloring i mean i uh, i mean it, it will it will kind of affect it'll bring like a something to your character which is not necessarily I mean the form of the character, but it'll bring it'll bring like, but it will affect your character, Um, and it'll be and it like somehow the colouring is changed, if you understand what I mean, that the um that the overall feel of the character changes because of those things, Um, and so all of the all of the actions of the of the of the dean have that. And even to the extent where um, going to the bathroom um and using water to cleanse yourself and then doing wudu and then doing the prayer, all of these things um remove um remove this rust that's on the heart. The Prophet speaking about the prayer said someone asked him about the prayer and he said he said, If if you were to if you were to bathe in a river every five times a day, would there be anything Will there be anything left on you? Anything, any filth left on you? And his companion said, "Well, of course not." He said, "Likewise, the prayer is like that, and the prayer is is delving into Allah's into the river of Allah's mercy in that sense." So, um, um, so we have the, the basic practices of the Deen, which are you know, as you know, the things that you know, like uh, fast, um, you know, praying, paying zakat. Fasting, going on Hajj, all of these things, which have have specific times, um, they they have a profound effect on your on who you are, and they and on top of that, and, and that is because that's partly because of the, the the type of cleansing that they bring to the heart. Um, and another way to look at that would be to say, well, w- when you pray, you give up something, you give up that little bit of time to go and do the prayer um with zakat you, you give up some of your wealth um and um with fasting you give up gratifying your lower self and every time you feel hungry you you just eat you know that's that's gratification of the lower self and um and in fasting that that is given parameters which aren't usually there um in that you can't you can't gratify within certain uh certain part of the day, you know, um, and as you know, fasting is abstaining from from um, food and drink and sexual intercourse. So all of these three things are very sort of primordial uh, desires which are within the human being, and the needs as well, you need those things, you can't, we, 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 without those things, humanity would um, fall apart. So you can't completely deny yourself of those things, but at the same time, um, but what the fast does is that it, it, it it um it sort of gives you mastery over those things if done correctly. Um, and obviously, if done, mastery is only achieved over over a period of time. It's not you don't just fast one day and become a master. Um. um now, Allah says in the Quran, um, that the, the prayer, the the salah. Um, it precludes or uh, it, it prevents um, indecency and wrongdoing. So, if it's a lot done uh, done correctly, should have will have that effect on you as your character, if done correctly, and that's with the correct intention, with and with uh, presence of mind and with humility, and um, then he says, "Allah subhanahu wa taala says." Walla dikkurullahi akbar, and Dhikr of Allah is greater, and that brings me onto a hadith, which is that, which is it, which is that um, the the Prophet said that everything has a polish, and the polish of the heart is Dhikr So that rust, which we talked about at the beginning, and uh, that or that darkness, which comes onto the heart is it alleviated through all of these practices, and the greatest of these practices is dhikr. What is dhikr? Dhikr means remember, to remember, and it also means uh, to mention. And so dhikr has uh, has this inward and outward element of it. Outwardly, it could be saying, uh, you know, reading Quran, or it could be... um, it could be to mention Allah's names, or it could be seeking forgiveness, or it could be giving salat on the Prophet, um, peace and blessings be upon him. Um, all of these things are uh, under the, the rubric of dhikr. Um, but but there's, there's also the dhikr of the heart. So the dhikr of the tongue is the, kind of the first stage. When you first engage in the practices, because all of the practices are also a type of liquor. Every time, every time that you pray or fast, or you know, it, you remember Allah when you pray, you remember Allah when you fast. So all of these things bring about this this kind of inner dimension of dhikr, which is is the remembrance of the heart, which is an awareness of Allah's presence, um, and that can be deepened and deepened and deepened. That awareness. Um, but the first thing that that dhikr will do is is to Begin to um, purify and polish the heart, and once the heart is polished, then it begins to radiate light, and that light is 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 the reflection of Allah's um, uh, uh, um, pure attributes, and so therefore. And, and the Prophet, says was the, was the, uh, was was, ala khuluqin Wa innaka la As it says in Quran. He was on, he was upon good character. So his good character, his good character, and he said, li utammima I was only sent to perfect good character. So his character was a symptom, we mentioned in the last talk about symptoms, but his, his good character was a symptom of the purity of his heart. um, in a sense. So, um, so, by, by, by puri- purifying the heart, um, the, these positive, you buy, which is basically the removal of negative attributes of the heart, or ne- negative, um, um, the negative um, attributes is the best word I can think of, <laughs> the, the, of be- negative attributes of the heart. So, and and by removing the negative, then naturally, as I said, it's light and darkness. So by removing the darkness, light appears, and that light is um, the light of of good character and guidance. Um, so the way the, the way in, in which uh, the way in which we uh, um, purify the heart, is through these things and especially, the, the greatest of all of them is the Dhikr. And that Dhikr is um, it can be Quran, I mean all of the all, as we said, all of the the actions of the deen in, in a sense are Dhikr but the Dhikr is, that's been spoken about here is the Dhikr which is which permeates your being. And it could just be saying Allah, Allah, Allah over and over again, or it could be you know saying a hundred times, Astaghfirullah, I seek uh, forgiveness from Allah. Or it could be saying, Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, or Allahu Akbar, which is each of which you say 33 times after the prayer. Or it could be saying, La ilaha illallah, La ilaha illallah, La ilaha illallah. There is no God except Allah. Over and over again. Um, and by saying those things, uh, as we said, the, the, the heart is purified. Now, um, right back at the beginning, we we, we said that the intention is um, is in the heart. The, the, the seat of the intention is the heart. So if the intention, if the heart is pure, then the intention will become pure. So the way to, the way to bring about this this good intention is through this process of purification of the heart. Now, um, what's what's really important to, to know about this is that this cannot be done without the right company. And especially, one needs to find somebody who will actually help you and give you guidance in taking that path. Um, And that person is called a sheikh. Now, many people are given the title of sheikh, and there are different types of sheikh. Um you have the Sheikh of knowledge, which is um you know he might just know a lot of Quran or he he might know have a deep understanding of the law Islamic law, and that person will be called Sheikh, but that 's not what we mean by this. what we mean is a sheikh who is a guide um sometimes called murshid the the, the guiding sheikh who will and and this is somebody who has um Through a chain of transmission all the way back to the Prophet, has permission to to guide people in this particular way. And the the number one um, requirement for somebody to be a shaykh of this type is that he has himself completed the path and purified his heart completely and has direct knowledge of Allah through his, which is. One of the gifts that Allah can give you um through the um as a result of the purification process so um, finding finding that guide is um, um, is important if you want to really take take things further and to improve improve um Improve your condition in such a way which will bring about the positive change, the positive change within yourself, which will lead to uh, tranquility in this life and also in the, um, an everlasting bliss in the next life. Um, but also, which will um, which will lead to the the illumination of the people who are around you and of society in general. Um, like I say, you, you you can you can get so far by yourself without a guide. You know, you can anyone can do thicker, but the guide is you, what you find is that without the guide, you only get so far and you can't get further. You need you, you really need the guide who can then tell you because why? Because there are certain things within yourself that you don't because it because the thing the the thing which is causing you the problem is the is yourself basically, and so therefore yourself can can trick yourself into thinking, you know, oh, you know, I'm pure now or this or that or the other, you know, Um, but actually that in itself um, is a blind spot that you, you can't, that you can't see and, and you need somebody who will, who will show you that as, as, uh, just as the person who has uh, food on his face can't see the food until somebody points it out and wipes it off for him um, so um, so the guide is absolutely essential um, and to bring about the positive change the likes of which we've been speaking about in the previous segment really um, the individual needs a guide who will help him with that and through that purification inshallah uh we can we can serve society in a way which will um, which will provide answers and stability and and tranquility and peace um for those around us. And that's really what Islam is. Islam is is a total or the deen of Islam uh, in its totality is a is a comprehensive Um, program of wisdom so you have you have the outward you have the 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 outward things which are the the actions um you have the inward which is the beliefs and you have uh the innermost core which is uh you could say spirituality um and so therefore because of that it has it, it, it works on all of these different levels on a society level on a individual level and on um in a family level um and at the level of the heart. And uh, and through, and this is the only way that, uh, you know, the, the private religion will never ever bring about that, uh, that possibility, because it'll only ever be individualistic, and it'll only ever be um, centered around people's egos. The only way, the only way that, 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 the only way that um that humanity can be saved from the disasters which it, um surround it and um is through taking on this thing uh fully and through the, the, the proper implementation of wisdom which will then bring us back into harmony with our created uh with uh, the fact of our our createdness and with the environment in which we live. And Allah knows better. And um May Allah help us to implement the best of what I, I have said. Um, feel free to disagree with anything that I have said, um, but um, I hope that anyone that has anything, you know, we can. Um, I'm quite happy to take questions or for people to approach me directly um, um, if, if there's anything, anything that I have, haven't been clear about, or if you have any concerns about anything that I have said. Um, Etc. So, um, may Allah forgive me, and uh, if if I've made any mistakes, and um, I hope this uh, I hope this uh, show this uh, this episode has been uh, um, useful to those who listen. And uh, inshallah, there'll be more podcasts to come and um, on different themes, and hope and we'll be able to unpack uh, things and. Uh, you know different elements of the deen uh, in a way which will enrich uh your studies and your progression as somebody who is trying to uh, trying their best to implement the deen in their lives and the only thing left to say is alhamdulillah wa salatu ala rasulillah wa